Iowa everywhere. Jordan Bohannon, Jared Stansberry. It's Jared and J-Bo on Iowa Everywhere. This is Iowa Everywhere. All right, welcome to the podcast here on Iowa Everywhere. Fist bumping. Man, that, that music is pretty lit. I, I won't lie. It, uh, it definitely gets you going. Uh, we got a lot to talk about today. College basketball season is here. And it, uh, let's go started in full force last night. Hey, hey, let's fucking go. Huge, huge night last night for the anybody can beat anybody on any given night crowd. Uh, with with several bye games going down to the wire, Oklahoma lost. Did you see the shot that Oklahoma lost to Sam Houston State on? Wild. Dude, what what a first night of college basketball. I had we were sweating out bets. Both of us were sweating right. out bets the, the entire day. Did uh, you watch the Akron game? Not to jump ahead, but I don't even know if we're gonna talk who, about it. Who were they playing? Things. Was were, were uh, they playing uh they're playing uh somebody from the tournament went to the tournament last year, wasn't uh, it? Shoot, what was their name? Akron. I look it up. I know it was someone that went to the uh, – did they play UAB South maybe? Dakota State. South Dakota State. Or South Dakota State, yes. Okay, yes. yeah. And then UAB UAB had a crazy game too. I saw Jelly yeah. Walker at 38 last night. Uh, South Dakota State. Uh, Akron had a steal at the buzzer. Literally a wide-open layup in Akron miss. They ended up winning anyway, but absurd and crazy how wide-open layup. Who's right Akron's ahead. coach now? Is this still Keith Dambrot? Uh, I think so. I that guy had if he's if it is he's been there for a minute at this point because daily my old teammate uh what, that's where he transferred to no oh uh, yeah john grossi's there now who yeah what why did, john grossi yeah. he went to uh oh oh john yeah okay from uh from illinois yeah yep Okay. He's a good coach. But he no, did good. No, no, no. Did well in, yeah, yeah, yep, yep. He did well in the was, Mac uh, before he went to uh Illinois from Ohio. He was at Ohio. Yep. He was assistant at Ohio State, assistant at Xavier, assistant at Butler, assistant at North Carolina State. He's been all over. When uh when Nebraska hired Tim Miles and whatever that would have been, two thousand and twelve. It it was him and John Gross, I think, were the last two guys that were that came down to and then gross ended up going to illinois and obviously yeah. nebraska chose 10 miles uh neither one of them really i mean they could have been worse but uh <laughs> they both got fired so i guess it didn't work out that well uh, iowa and iowa state both won yesterday uh i don't know how much we can take away from either one of those games i didn't get to watch i watched the very end of the first half of the iowa game uh i accidentally so you had tweeted out your best bets for the day yeah, I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna ride with." <laughs> Hi, puppy. Hi, Hello. puppy. Go lay down. You want a treat? Go lay down, girl. You want a treat? Yeah, Lolo's here to make a cameo. Uh, no, I had uh, I'd seen that. I was like, "All right, I guess we're riding." Get back. Get back. Go lay down. <laughs> uh, I, I was like, "All right, I guess we're riding with uh, uh, with your bets." And I, I saw you took the over on that game. I was like, all right, I definitely feel good about that one. Like Bethune Cookman, even when they, even though they're not usually very good, like they're going to put up points cause they're going to play fast, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I went to bet the over, I wasn't going to be able to get it at the same number that you got it at, I think, but I was like, whatever it's going to hit anyway. And I bet the under on accident at one fifty and a half, and a half. And I think the game finished at one forty nine. 147 147 yeah. yeah and so i accidentally bet the the over or bet the the wrong bet and i won so does that make me a good better like it was just instinct to, i picked the wrong thing you know but my it was subliminally i knew oh this under is hitting this is not gonna be the over here's the thing i think because we were playing a touch on this is there such a thing as a good gambler i don't think so I, it's, it's like kind of an oxymoron, right? Like a good gambler. Right. Like, are you even a, I mean, I think you can be a smart gambler, you know, where you're not like I making, stupid, like there are, there are stupid bets. Like I bet okay, here, true. here's a perfect example for you. 
Tennessee got a fumble the other day and went and kicked a field goal and went up three to nothing against Georgia, like two minutes into that game. My right. stupid ass, my stupid ass. I saw that this had happened on Twitter. I pulled it up on my, on my YouTube TV and I was like, I think Tennessee is going to win this game. So I went and put $10 on Tennessee to win on the money line. And then they, I mean, obviously they ended up getting killed. And I, I sat there in the press box at Iowa State and I was like, I'm a moron. Like, what am I doing? Yeah. What am I doing? You just taking Tennessee like plus 15 or whatever it was at the time. It probably was around that. No, it was, it had gone down. It was like down to like Tennessee four and a half or something like that. Cause that was my first oh, original seriously? plan. So then, oh. yeah, it's, but that it was because they scored right away, you know? And I think the line closed at eight or nine. I think, oh yeah. It was at plus nine. I think Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. So once they scored right away, I think that the line dropped pretty significantly and I'm an idiot. I fell for it. Yeah. So well, yeah, I, mean, I, I fell that's... for. You fell what? for what? What? No, what'd you fall for? <laughs> we were going to talk about it at the end of the podcast, but fuck it. Air Force. I fall for Air Force every football and basketball now. I am in a. I'm in a little dilemma. But you know what? I'm always going to be happy because I'm supporting the troops, win or lose. The problem is, like, does any of that go? Like, are you really no. supporting the troops by just blindly putting your yep. money behind I'm watching the their games. I'm supporting their troops. Why? Okay, well, let me ask you this. Why did you choose Air Force? Why didn't you choose Navy or Army? I don't know. I just have a tie with Air Force for some reason. They, they're, they like, stringing me along. I don't know I if it's because my brother has a basketball team. Yeah. The Coast Guard, I think they do, too. I think it's because my brother is in the military with the Air Force. Maybe that's what's pulling my heartstrings a little bit. But... I mean, did you watch the game last night? Did you see what happened? No, I didn't watch the game, but I saw how it ended because I, I had bet them at two and a half. And Brutal. It was Brutal. right on the edge the entire end there. Yeah. Plus three I had them, dude. It was it – ended up they ended up losing by four. They – what was it? A two-point game. They fouled. Uh, Bowling Green went up, missed the front end. Air Force came down. I don't know if they – I can't remember if they turned the ball over and missed a three. And then they fouled with like eight seconds left, made both. Air Force comes down, misses a three. End the game. Just brutal. That, like literally the most – I was so happy too because it was a so close game. I knew it was going to be a somewhat close game, but didn't happen. I, need, I just need I bet, to stop supporting. I bet Villanova – no, 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 no. Come on. Come on. You're too big of a patriot to just stop You're like right. that. You're damn right. No, you know. When's their next game? When's their Hashtag next game? America. I, I wonder. I wonder. Here we can see. When's their next uh, game? Because I'm all over it. I did bet. Delaware. I bet Villan- Villanova. Uh, yeah, Delaware Friday at, at Air Force. At four o'clock in the afternoon. Four o'clock. What a game time. What do you think that Air hammering. Force is paying Delaware to go and play at four o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday? That's a great time to play basketball. I don't know. They probably have to. They got a little. They got some duties to. Fulfill. We should have done some research. We should have done some research and figured out how much all of the teams that did buy games and lost yesterday spent to on Ooh. each of those games and added it we, up. That would have been funny. We can do that next week. We can do some research yeah. this week. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Uh, there's going to be more this week too. Oh, for sure, for sure. Uh, but Iowa State and Iowa both did not uh, come even close to to falling into that hole. What do you think of What do you think of the Hawkeyes in their first game? I thought they looked exactly what I would expect them. Um, obviously, their defense always is always going to falter because of how fast Iowa plays. So I, I predicted if they're in the top sixty for defensive efficiency by the end of the year. They're going to be a really solid NCAA tournament team and have a chance to win the Big Ten. But the thing is, the last couple of years, we're, we've been pretty close towing that line of being top 60 def- defensive efficiency. I think that's what it comes down to, honestly. TP will average over 13 and a half. Like I, like I said, if he does, then they're going to be a really good team, as well as Chris Murray. He needs to average 18-plus for them because – they had a really well balanced scoring, but you also they played a really fucking terrible team. So that's kind of a given. 
Did but. did you does Bethune not have they don't got twelve scholarship guys over there too? <laughs> Listen now, Jared. These guys are all on scholarship now. They can go. These aren't any they jokers over here, all right? They can, they can go. Yeah. This guy they this motherfucker right here, he can go now. He's on scholarship. They were a star on somebody's team at some point. <laughs> True. But I, I did follow um, some of the Iowa State game too. Oh um, my gosh, dude. Man. I couldn't even watch the game to be honest. I don't know about I don't know the last time I saw some some statistics that were as bad as they were in that game. There was a point when when IUPUI had attempted 17 shots, scored 17 points, and turned the ball over 16 times and fouled 14 times. Like I I had never seen anything like it with this just like complete level of they did a quadruple double in all of the bad statistics basically. That's just not going to get it done, Jared. I think they had six assists and 29 turnovers in the game. I, uh, I'm i curious to see, because last year, how many wins they have? Three, I think. Did they win three games last year? IUPUI? Yeah. I don't, I don't, well, I know that on I know on Ken Palm right now, they're ranked number 364, and there's only 363 teams in Division One basketball. So they're rated outside of the they're so bad yeah they're so bad that there's like some random d2 team or something in there that's ranked higher than them how's that possible yeah they're three and 26 last year so i think that i i had someone say to me that that's this is like their last year i don't know if it's as a school or the basketball program's going away or what the deal is but they're like eliminating the basketball or something so no kid like who would want to go play there you know well, they ran tryouts to get a, just a roster. Right. Well, I mean, it turns out Iowa State, these buy games, keeping the entire school afloat, apparently. This is why it's important it's absurd, for them to man. go on the road and lose by 49 points to Iowa State. I don't even know. Like, Well, that's another game. I don't know what the fuck I'm thinking. Because I thought the six bets I put out, I thought for sure. Oh yeah, you what you say the over 130 in that game? It was like no, no fucking way. No fucking way. It was 130 and it hit yeah, 127. It should have hit. It was at one like 15 with 7 minutes left in the game. And same thing with Iowa though. Iowa could not score the ball when the bench went in. Which I obviously me playing I should have known that cuz people were asking me on Twitter. They said, "What about the first half over?" What about compared to the total? Well, obviously, it's probably a better bet because Fran's going to, just like any head coach with these bye games, they're going to rotate all their bench in towards the end, um, second half. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think uh, the Iowa State over probably would have hit if they had left their primary guys in because, they, I mean, they were forcing turnovers, honestly, at such a prolific rate that it would have been impossible not to score. You yeah. Know? Well, it's the same there with the Iowa game. Like, I should have known – all these bench players are going to come in and nothing against these bench players at Iowa. They're really good players. But when you're sweating and over, you want your starters in the game. Best. You want the best. Yeah. You want the best. Yeah. You, just you need Chris best. Murray out there getting buckets for you and not, uh, I don't even know the walk on or something, you know? Yeah. Well, the funny thing is all my friends had 89 and a half, uh, for points for Iowa. And I, I think they're at 79 with like eight minutes left. So like there's that should have easily hit, right? Yeah. Didn't it? And they're all texting the group chat. They're like, shoot a three, shoot a three. <laughs> we need points. Yeah. No, wasn't happening. Come on, we need uh, we need these guys to be aware of what's going on here. When they see the numbers close, you know, it's just 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 know that it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. I think there there's that viral clip. I don't know if you remember Luca was was it two years ago? I think it was during COVID and we were playing, uh, we we're playing like Southern or someone, someone just got awful. I think the spread was like, like plus 38 or something for us. I don't even remember or minus mm-hmm. 38. And one of the players on Southern, like threw in like a half quarter at the buzzer. <laughs> and Luca was like, Oh my God, they just covered, they just covered. And it was like all over like social media that, they like the camera caught him like perfectly right when he said it. 
It's the funniest thing ever. Oh man, that is pretty funny. And that's like it is even better that you guys were winning by so much, you know. Yeah. What what's it like going into one of those games against one of those teams when it's like it, not from the like from actually from the player perspective, not the uh oh ever that you know these guys can go perspective. When you're a team that you know it's like we should beat these guys by 40. Oh yeah. You know? And it's hard to prepare for those games. Cause you have coaches like talking to you. We always do two day preps and you always have coaches saying like, okay, these guys are good. They're skilled. And we're just watching film. Like we see their like balls, life mixtapes and like high school highlights. We're like, guys, like, what are we doing? We should win by like 50 here. But it's also, I've seen on the opposite side, I've seen my freshman year, we lost to Nebraska Omaha. And they were actually a pretty decent team. They had like the Steelers, Steelers leader in the NCAA history on their team, and they had a couple of good big guys. So, but I've seen like losing to those teams that you're heavily favored in, and so you kind of have to like take it with a grain of salt. Like also, like you want to say like these guys fucking suck, but right. I mean, we've talked about it before. Anyone can beat anyone if you play your best basketball forty minutes. Well, I think too. You know, I think a team like TCU who got pushed by Arkansas Pine Bluff last night. I imagine that they would tell you they didn't come in and handle their business. You know, it's not, I think that, you know, anybody being realistic would probably look at that game and sit there and be like, I think one of these teams had like the night of their life and the other one played like absolute dog shit for what their standard is, you know? And so that's where it's hard to like, how much can you even judge a team season off of this first game? You know, like TCU comes down to the wire with Arkansas Pine Buff. Oklahoma loses on at the buzzer against Sam Houston. Like even Creighton, I think only beat uh, St. Thomas who has only been in division one. I think this is their second season. Yeah. Uh, I think they only beat them by 10, you know? So it's like, how much can you take away from night one when there really weren't any like high level games and there were some teams that got pushed, but I mean, I don't know. You still feel like, like I look at Oklahoma, they still have the Groves brothers. Grant Sherfield's a good player. And then you look at the statistics and their other guy, the other guys on the team combined to shoot like four of 20 from the field. Yeah, <laughs> You know, it's like, what are the odds that they're ever going to have that happen again? The worst part is too, like those games are going to matter so much when March comes now. Right. Right. And if you're on the, the bubble, you're on the line, like that's going to look really bad. Yeah. Even compared to like the Oklahoma losing and TCU, like even if they're ranked in the top 25, let's say they finish like top ha- or top, you know, four or five in their conferences, they're going to, that game alone is going to push them down a couple seasons in the NCAA tournament if they end up sneaking and staying in the top 25. But that's them beating like high level competition still, getting quad one wins, getting away wins plus 10. That game is going to throw out like two or three really good game, really good teams they might beat, which mm-hmm. is absolutely mind blowing to think of. So, It'll be interesting. It's crazy too. I mean, of all the teams in the big 12 TCU is not one that I would have expected to see that from with the amount of guys that they had returning, you know, like that team, there's no way that that team, it it seemed like there was no way that team was not going to be good, you know, from look, I mean, with what you've got at Mike miles, who's big 12 preseason player of the year. I know they don't have Damian Bach because he's, you know, going through some weird stuff with the NCAA right now, but uh, did, have you seen all that? What, yeah, what, yeah, it, like that's a that's a whole weird deal. But and then Eddie Lampkin, bro, that dude is a fucking monster. He yeah. is going to be a like a superstar, and I don't know. That shocked me. I I could not believe of all teams, Oklahoma didn't shock me that much. I don't know how good they're going to be even with those two guys and with the Groves brothers. Like they well, weren't the, that good last year. But that's on like the fucking upperclassmen. Like I remember going into my la- my final years at Iowa, like us upper class were like, yo, we're not fucking losing early games here. Like to teams that we should be blowing out. Like this right. is, these games are going to define our resume towards in the season. If we have a losing, like it's an, it's a lose, lose. You lose a game to one of these teams, like you're fucked for the rest of the season. So like we, we like, that's like upper class fit, like mentality that you got to step up in the locker room and be like at halftime, if this is a close fucking game, that's a game. Like, there is no reason why a high major team should lose. So, so from your perspective, know. is it more about like, as long as you come out and handle your business and get the win, like you can't, 
you can't yeah. be mad for the most no. part, you know? And you have to play so fucking shitty. Like you have to play the worst basketball and on top of them playing the best basketball. Yeah. Oklahoma or... shot 30% from the field and had 21 turnovers yesterday. Yeah. It was like, yeah. You can't turn the ball to, to over 21 times to a low major school. Yeah. Like that's just pathetic. And that's on, that's on like the leaders on the team. Like what the hell are we doing? Why are we turning the ball over to, I mean, you got to get credit to low major because they came out ready to play. They weren't scared. So, it, but it's a combination of both. You have a team that isn't ready to play. They play the worst basketball and you have a team that's wanting to win and prove themselves. So that's, that's where the balance like starts to shift, like your mentality as a player, because you, you know, as long as you take care of business, like, like I was always thinking I might, I might not, I might not make five or six threes, but if I'm able to limit my turnovers, keep the offense flowing like this game, we should win by 10 plus no matter what happens. Well, and I think at the end of the day too, when teams start or when you start looking at teams resumes in in March, you have to be like the, the most minute of comparisons before you start looking at it and being like, man, I can't believe it's like, okay, we're, we're breaking down TCU's resume. Oh, they got a win at home against Kansas. They've got a home win against Texas or whoever, you know, they went on the road and won uh, at Kansas state. They won at, uh, you know, wherever Oklahoma, uh, but they only beat Arkansas pine bluff by two. So I think it, on the first night of the year, I think we got to knock them down two slots, you know, like I don't, you don't ever see that. It's like, there's no such thing as a bad win, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But there is extra true. Like a bad win is never, I never agree with people saying, okay, you only beat this team by two wins a win. Yeah. However, when you're playing away, cause there is like a metric in the, in the net rankings, which is heavily considered now, like that's like the quad ones, quad two, quad three wins. Mm-hmm. If you have a plus like 10 win away against a quad one team, it's going to carry more weight. I don't see that being like a, I don't know how exactly the point system shake out when you only have a, a less than plus 10 win against a quad three or four win or team. But I don't think at the end of the day, that really matters. It's more like heavily weighted on those quad two quad one teams that you're playing. Well, it's just, it, as you get more sample size, you know, individual yeah. games won't mean, won't really mean that much, especially, I mean, games, teams like TCU and Oklahoma have so many games against good teams, yeah. <laughs> you know, like they they could come out if if one of those teams won ten games in the in the Big Twelve. Like, there's no way they're not making the NCAA tournament, you know, unless yeah. the Big Twelve just turned out to be complete dog shit from what it has been for the last ten years, basically. You know, right. yeah, yeah. I do feel like Iowa. I would say too. I always felt like us two teams have always done a good job of scheduling low major schools. If we were scheduling low major schools that were not like the worst teams possible. Like there's a lot of teams I've we played in the past that are like the top of their, like Longwood was really good last year. You know, there's a lot of these low major teams. If you schedule them like correctly and you beat them, you handle your business, but they end up like, instead of being a quad four team, they end up winning their conference and they sneak in that quad three area, even like a low quad two. Like that's a huge like win actually. Like, points wise for your net ranking too, which is a huge plus side when you schedule those better low majors instead of the bottom of the tier. I remember uh Georgia State came to Iowa State one year with uh Ron Hunter mm-hmm. and yeah. with Ron Hunter Jr. and then Kevin Ware was there yep. too. And like that, yeah, that's a good example. Buffalo, I think maybe came one Buffalo time when too. they yeah. went like right at the beginning when Nate Oates was there. Uh yeah. like those are like those are games that are sneaky hard. You know, yeah. Buffalo is a team that I don't know that that many people would want to pay to have them come to their arena anymore. You know, absolutely not. That team, they're good. They've St. Louis, been. like that Murray state. Like those are some other ones. It's like yeah. Northern Iowa. Like why would anyone pay Northern Iowa to come play them? Exactly. You know? Yeah. Which is a perfect example. My, when my brother played that you and I, they had North Carolina cause they did a home and away contract. And North Carolina was number one in the country and they came and they lost to you and I at home. That's why yeah. you don't see, like, why would you want to go to a mid-major, like, and they have their whole stadium filled. And this is like their highlight of the season. Like they're going to, that, that was from Marcus Page's senior year. Right. Wasn't that yeah. like a thing? Yeah. 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 And then yeah. they, is that the year they lost in the national championship game? I think it was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. When they lost to Villanova. Yeah. Uh-huh. On his, yeah. His shot. Man. 
I forgot all about that. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That was a good North Carolina team, dude. That was so one, good. One of the best national championship games of my life for sure. Yeah. Uh, that was a, a fun ass game to watch. Uh, all right, I won. Uh, Iowa State announced last week that the both athletic departments broke revenue records in 2022. Iowa generated uh, 126.8 million dollars, 10 million dollars higher than expected. Iowa State had uh, 106.3 million, 8 million higher than expected. Even you and I got in on this. Uh, in a, in on the business, uh, generating 15.4 million dollars. Uh, almost 900,000 higher than expected. Shout out to the Panthers. Shout out Panthers. Round, round of applause, bro. Yep, yep. Glad to hear that uh, former Iowa State Associate Athletic Director David Harris has uh, got yep. the books going in the right direction. Uh, Iowa predicting right now $129 million in revenue for 2023. Uh, how you feel about are, – are you ready to, to pop some champagne and, and pour it up and, and really celebrate tonight that the, the Hawkeyes are raking in? Uh, you know, one and a, a quarter million Maybe dollars or 100 and a quarter million dollars. I'm sure administration has just thrown a huge party right now, wasting more funds that they just <laughs> continue to accumulate and then just blow it on more contract negotiations. You know, you know, what's so crazy, Jared, to me. I've heard that there's been some, I've heard there's been some settlements at, at different times paid out. Oh yeah. You know, what's so crazy. Like touching on that. Like you look at, you look at this revenue, right? Uh, you sent me this article last week on Wednesday and I was reading through it. You think it back to COVID and they're the universities are so bad at budgeting their money that one year they didn't have enough funds to cover. They had to go out and go to the main campus department and borrow $50 million. Like how and they have like 20, they, they don't have to pay it back to like, 2040 right they, like they, they can pay like it back 15 every year years yeah they have like 15 years i think it's like a four percent interest every year or something and they paid out three million i think this past year but you think about this large amount of money that's being accumulated record-breaking i think the next year i don't know if we said their next year prediction for iowa i think we're just yeah 129 million yeah yeah another record-breaking year they make it all that money like The NCAA is corrupt, but also the budgeting that athletic programs are, how they budget their money, it is the worst money management of any industry ever. Just like you would think after one, you should always predict for like a pandemic, not like a pandemic, but like emergency fund, right? Right. They are so bad with their money. They wiped clean in one year and they had to cut sports too, which was totally unnecessary. But to round it all off, to come back to what I was trying to say, they did all this, right? Borrowed the money, cut sports, and still that next year they renegotiated contracts for coaches with record-breaking nego- like extensions. I mean, realistically, they should just not probably have not-for-profit not for status, you know, to where they can Yeah, like they, if – because that's part of why I think they spend their money the way that they do you know, yeah. where they try and show zeros at the end of the year and make exactly. it to where it's like, we don't make any money. We're not, pro- <laughs> you know, we, because they spend all the money and figure out ways to spend all the money. And that's where you get into facilities and, and all of those kinds of things, which like, you know, I don't know, like if I, if it's the way the game is played, like, I guess you kind of got to do like what you got to do to stay competitive, you know? So like, it is what it yeah. is like that, but that doesn't make it right. You know, like, yeah. I don't know that I necessarily blame Gary Barta or Jamie Pollard or anyone like that specifically, you know, it's like, I think there's just a lot of people that are involved in a system that is quite frankly, fucked up, you know, that, Mm -hmm. and it's just like, it, it shouldn't be built the way that it is. And it, and then that is just like why it looks really fucked up when you start to look at it. It's like, man, it's kind of messed up, you know, how how can, like, how is it possible that, I mean, the number is going to continue to grow. That's obvious. How is it possible to keep arguing the same thing that this is not for profit money? And like, like you said, they're trying to get to zero every single year. That is the most idiotic, like. It's just hard to justify. I think when, when you start to look at the way that that school spend, especially on buyouts and things like that, like how can, in, how in the state of Alabama, can you justify that at a, I'm pretty sure Auburn's a public institution, you know? Yeah. It's, I think they're a land grant university. Like that's like a thing, like that's the kind of thing that I just, I understand in it. I mean, the only way that that 
seems like it would be logical as if you're getting that money explicitly from donors saying this money is for this, you know, and you can't use it for any other reason, but these numbers are just going to keep getting bigger. Like I was big 10 new big 10 media contract doesn't even kick in for two years. I don't think, you know, and that's going to push their annual media revenue up over 100 million just on that, you know, and I'm all for like the money that's being made, bringing it like, first of all, at what point do you just stop asking your fans to like have to give huge amounts of money because you're making like, if they're going to make a hundred million just on their media, you know, like almost what, I don't know how much of that 126.8 million revenue was, was from their media contracts, but I would imagine, you know, like 65 of it, half of it probably, but like, it's going to double, you know, at what point do you start saying to your donors, it's like, okay, maybe we don't need as much from you people, you know, because we have a lot of fucking money. I, and I get the donor part too. Like just to piggyback off that, because there's going to, they want to stay with competition, right? They want better facilities. They want all the top notch shit. Okay. That's fine with all this amount of money that's being made, but start paying the fucking players at this point. Like, it is fucking ridiculous. I think it is a shame and it's the most corrupt would your most- would your college experience have been any worse if uh, Iowa had a little bit worse basketball facility and you had a had a check in your pocket? Absolutely not. Like I'm in the G League right now, and there's a very low budgeting happening at this level. But they're so good with their money that they're able to make it do. And I mean, I don't see as long as there's a hoop, there's mm-hmm. no reasonable facilities and you know training staff and coaches. Like it is not that hard to be smart with your money and still be very competitive. And that's what I don't understand. I've never understood about like the facilities arms race because I, I feel like so many of these things that they put in there to make it, these facilities look cool are really cool when you're on your official visit, you know, right. It's a, it's but enticements you, for recruits. That's right. All and then is. you, you get there and you realize like, Oh shit, like we don't need this, you know, is it really needed. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is this really necessary? You know, do you and need that's TVs like, over your locker? Like, do you need a massage chair as your locker? Like I understand like, okay, maybe it's somewhat useful, but at the end of the day, there's if so you didn't have it, it, if you didn't have it, you're not going to be impacted by that, you know? Right. Yeah. And that money goes directly to the players then. and the players, I mean, I think that is way more reasonable than enticing because you think about like the college athlete model, like they're in for four years, right? So every four years they're trying to get more recruits. They're trying right. to have better facilities. And then once those athletes are out of the four years, it's a brand new generation, right? So there's just this endless cycle that keeps going round and round. It's been happening for hundreds of years. I think like if I went on an official visit right now and I went to a certain, went to a place and they had a facility and they've got this huge players lounge and like all this kinds of stuff. It's like, I'd I'd sit there and be like, all right, but like how much are you spending on player development? Like, what are you actually going to do for me? That's not a place I can go and sit and play video games or something with my teammates that I'll probably never even sit in anyway. You know, like, yeah, if it's like, I'll hang out at home. I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like you, you'll certainly like hang out at the facility some, but it just seems like I would, in my perspective, I'd be like, man, I just, I want to know what you're going to do for me on the basketball court. You know, I don't care about all this bullshit or on the football field or whatever it is. I don't care about there being a barbershop in the football facility or a slide or like any of those things. It's like, I want to know how you're going to get me to the NFL. <laughs> you know, well, was it you that tweeted that the slide at Louisville? Was it Louisville? Right. They, they, they made a slide. I don't remember who, where I saw it. Maybe it was just on Twitter. One of these schools made a slide in their practice facilities for the coaches just to slide down from their coach office to the practice facility court. Installed it. You're telling me that's use good use of the money right there uh it's insane it's actually insane it's actually insane there was something else that i saw i've seen some pretty crazy shit in some of those scenarios i think clemson's got a big slide in theirs oregon's facilities are just unbelievable i mean oh yeah it's right here i'll uh how idiotic is this this is actually the most idiotic thing i've ever seen in my life let me share this real quick I just want to know whose idea that was and thought that that would like be a cool thing, you know, where's it at? All right. Do you see that? Nope. Hmm. Or what? Maybe not. 
no, it's not it. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Uh, no, but I, I, yeah, what a joke, dude. I, I just, I don't get it. Uh, oh, wait, wait, I got it right here. This <laughs> is so crazy, dude. Oh, here it is. Yeah. <laughs> How insane is that? What the hell? They installed that. I like how it's got the it, it's got even the KFC color scheme up there on the bill, bro. Ridiculous, man. Louisville better start winning some basketball games. That's what I'd say. Louisville better start winning some basketball games if they're going to justify that shit. I'm just glad the coaches cannot be late now to the practice because they can just go down the slide. It'll save them about two minutes. That's actually great news. Good for the program. Really happy for Louisville. When who's their coach now? I don't know. Who is their coach now? I don't even know. Because they got they, they got they rid fired of Chris Coach Mack. Mack. Yeah. yeah, they got rid of Chris Mack. Who was a great coach. A fan, one of the Shit, he's like getting out. out of coaching, isn't it? Isn't he? Yeah, he said he was retiring. Um, yeah. He recruited me at Xavier when he was at Z- Kenny Payne is the coach now. Oh yeah, yeah, the guy from Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. But Coach Mack recruited me when he was at Xavier, one of their assistant coaches, Coach Carter. Um, he was at DePaul for a little bit after Xavier, but Coach Mack's such a good guy. I am I was shocked that he got fired from there. But it sounded like there was a lot going on. Yeah. Way too much going on. <sighs> Way too much going on. All right. Uh this was a crazy story from Mon uh what well, yeah, I guess it was Monday, right? Or Sunday sometime uh, here over the last several days, John Gallagher resigning from the, the head coach position at Hartford. Uh, Hartford has been in a long running battle with basically their entire student body, the entire campus, basically everyone involved. That's not the board of trustees and the administration uh, about dropping to division three. John Gallagher finally had enough after the, the uh, school failed to send a trainer with them to their close scrimmage at Dartmouth. Uh, and after I think they wouldn't give the basketball ops manager uh, a credit card to get, to get the teams, their, their pizzas with no dough, with just the dough, no box. <laughs> we can't have the credit card for that. <laughs> Hartford Hartford said, we've seen enough. You guys got to go get it. You got to start getting that into the contracts. We gotta get some fucking pepperoni for these guys. I can't keep getting dough. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Harper's dropping to Division Three. John Gallagher said, "Fuck this shit. <laughs> I've seen enough." She said, "She said, shit. I'm out." <laughs> right. Oh man. Uh, I read some of the letter like that he wrote and. It's the craziest part. Hartford went to the NCAA tournament two years ago and decided yeah. to drop out and drop to division three. This is some of the, I mean, shameful, shameful antics here from the university of Hartford. If we're being completely honest, I don't blame the, the guy, but this is like incredibly disrespectful to the players. Yes. Because, okay. Your leader, your head coach is just going to quit on you guys. I mean, I feel, yeah, I get where you're coming from. I guess I'm trying to say like the shade. I would be annoyed if I'd be annoyed if I'm a player that got recruited to come and play for that guy, you know, but at the same time, I think they sucked last year because everyone left because they're going to division three, you know? Yeah. But I'm, but what I'm saying is I I guess it kind of just like full circle, like macro picture of college basketball as a whole, you get recruited by a coach, you get promised all these things. And then all of a sudden he can just get up and leave. Oh, and then all of a sudden it. your school can just decide to not play division one basketball anymore. Right. Right. It after so... you've gotten good too, like after you're not only, not only are you playing and playing well, like you're in the NCAA tournament, like gaining notoriety for your school. And they're like, yeah, we think we've seen enough. Yeah. Just say fucking I'm out. That's it. I feel bad for everyone involved besides the people making the decision. Cause it sounds like it's not even going to save them any money to go to division three. That's the yeah. worst part. Can we get the kids fucking pizzas sauce? What's going on? Gotta give them the pizza with the sauce. Get the fucking pizzas going. Uh, all right. So Mississippi Valley state, you and I actually saw this last night. <laughs> I, I got a little more information about this. That I think adds some context to it. Uh, we saw a screenshot where they had their opening, their opening week games were at Baylor 
uh, yesterday, which I think they lost by 60, uh, at Hawaii, and then at Yale. Anyone, I think, who understands basic uh, geography knows that Hawaii is obviously in Hawaii. And then uh, Yale is in New Haven, Connecticut, which I don't think you could be any further most further east <laughs> yeah like i don't think you could have to go any further and stay in the united states than to go from yeah. hawaii to new haven connecticut uh they just like go yale, like it sounds like yale is going to hawaii as well i think is is what i, uh... I read and then i think east, and then it also says that the next day they were supposed to play eastern washington which was like, okay, so they're not only going from Hawaii to Connecticut, but now then they have to go back to Mississippi State to play right. East Washington. But it sounds like it's an event in Hawaii where they uh, they played at Baylor and now they're going to Hawaii to play three games in four days. Yeah. Damn. I, mean, I that was a trip. S- that I was a trip. I want to see the kids do that. I want to see if it was pull- able to be pulled off. I don't think we did. I don't think okay. we wanted to see that. Tell me this. If they played in Hawaii over here, right? Yeah. Down, down here. Connecticut's way over here. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. On this map, it'd be reversed. Yeah. This map isn't to scale, but okay. let's say this, right? Yeah. Would they travel around towards, to- wait, this way towards Tokyo and go back and meet on the east side of the United States? Or would they go all the way over the ocean over the United States towards Connecticut? So are you saying would they not only fly over the rest of the Pacific Ocean, but fly over all of Asia and Europe and then over the Atlantic Ocean and then land in Connecticut? Absolutely. Fly I think over. I, did just answer, I should have just answered your question for you right there. Right. I think they would probably fly back over the continental United States. But they would, there would have to be a connecting flight in there somewhere. No, it's a big fucking plane. Be a long I think, flight. I wonder how long that flight would be. I think just to say you did it, you should. I bet you. I I feel like you would have. See, this would be the worst part. Is it's like okay, we got to play there in two days. So immediately after the game, you're going to the airport. You're probably flying to Los Angeles and then flying from Los Angeles to New York and then driving to New Haven. You know, mm-hmm. and it would be you'd probably be like traveling for like 30 hours just in time to show up and do your walkthrough and play the game against the Bulldogs. They should just play the game on the, like on a boat from Hawaii to Los <laughs> Angeles and I'll save them a couple of days. Would you have wanted to play in? Well, I mean, I already know your answer because you're, you're, you support the troops. I uh, the church, and you're yeah. and you're a patriot. You would have loved to play on the uh, in the uh, Carrier Classic. Do you remember that? Absolutely, absolutely. Until there I was the, the first uh, strong gust that knocked your shot completely off of its trajectory. That's fine. I'm on a military battleship and I'm supporting the troops. That's all that matters at the end of the day. <laughs> if you can honestly go to bed on on your pillow and say I support the troops, you're good. You're a decent human being. You support the troops by losing money and betting on their basketball team. And and watching them. Someone's got to watch them. Are they on ESPN plus? uh, I usually use like, uh, I don't know. Can I say this? I usually use. Oh, oh, you steal. You steal. I don't steal. It's straight. I don't even know if it's, is it illegal? Is that illegal to use stream East? Yeah. That's illegal. You know, all right, I don't use that, but I'm saying if I did. Yeah, if, if, you know, hypothetically, if you were to watch Air Force, you would find the best place to be able to watch it, you know? I'm all about saving money. <laughs> but I do watch it on ESPN. I don't I don't use that illegal stuff. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, and me neither. I have, I have ESPN Plus too. Yeah, so what are we, what are we debating about here? I, I don't know. You're the one who's talking about potentially illegal things. I, I, I don't have anything illegal here. <sighs> Whatever you say. Uh, nice. Are there any other bets that you're looking forward to making this week? I'll put a nice little four, four bets in tonight. I think, yeah. Um, I think Providence will hit no brainer. That's my, that's my for sure. I wish air force was playing again. Didn't they have to like replace their whole team? 
Providence. Yeah. They have a lot of transfers, a lot of grad. The, the reason why I'm so high on them, first off, Coach Coach Cooley's a, a really yeah, coach good Cooley's, coach. Coach Cooley's a dog. Yeah. He's a yeah, really good coach. Um, they recruit a lot of graduate transfers. Anytime you have an experienced older team, I'm always going to be a huge proponent of just because they've been through battles. They know how to prepare. They've been through those games. So they're not going to be. As long as you have a decent coach that can create chemistry within those guys, it'll, it'll, it won't be hard to – have a good, good, have a good team and good season. I bet on Ryder. Wow. Okay. South Carolina, South Carolina state. I like that game. Um, South Carolina state. They have a new coach, coach Martin. He was under, um, coach Huggins for like 15, 16 years. So I, I would imagine he is going to be playing the same type of defensive schemes that he had. Mm-hmm. while coaching under Huggins. So I think the under there is a no brainer. Yeah. I took South Carolina to cover in that game as well. Plus 24. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I got 23 and a half. Or minus and I took, three and a half. I took uh yeah. Minus three and a half. And I took Montana tonight. Plus three and a half. I like uh Purdue halftime, big 10 team. Um, the only thing that scares me, they're, they're over 41 and a half at half, uh, which I think can easily hit. The only thing that um, to think about, like the the Purdue team this year, they don't they need a shooter. They don't have a lot of shooters this year. Lawyer's what? coming in; he's a freshman. He can shoot the ball, but he's going to have to prove himself. But what's your strategy you know, when you're when you're making bets? Do you just do you just look for for feel, and then obviously the troops. Um, troops is number one on the priority mm-hmm. list. As soon as that's checked off, then I go. You should do a. Through. You should do a a nightly troops parlay. Oh, anytime that all three of them play together, you, you bet all three, the money line. Oh, this is such a great idea. And no matter what, win or lose. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just happy. keep doing it. Yeah. You're, you're happy. Cause you always know that you support the troops. You can always go to bed. At, you can go to sleep at night knowing that you supported the troops. Exactly. No, this is a great idea. Absolutely. But two, I, I do a lot of, I like researching the teams, right? I think early in the year, Mm-hmm. research honestly means nothing in, in gambling right, but right uh i like how like because big 10 teams i know how they play because i've experienced it so like when i look at like january and february games like league games i know there's gonna be a lot of under that hits because teams are gonna be exhausted teams are gonna be playing two to three games a week against teams they've seen all year right so i'm i'm really excited about those like two months because that's gonna be insane yeah, it gets way more fun once it's the conference games and you actually know that both teams are like trying to do the things they want to do and not yeah. just like, yeah, we could roll the ball out and kill these dudes by 40, right. <laughs> regardless of what we do, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, it, it's, it's going to be exciting, dude. I'm excited. Well, How you you feel saw... about your... Go ahead. How you feel about your Hawkeyes this weekend? Um. I, I don't I think as long as those three things I said earlier in the podcast, keep their defensive efficiency in the top 60, Chris averages more than 18 and TP averages more than 13. I meant the, I meant the football team that, that uh, too. I thought we're still on the basketball topic. No, no, uh, you're good. Who they play Wisconsin. I think it's like 33 yeah. and a half for the yeah. spread or for the total. Um, Are you going to bet the under? I'm going over. We'll see. Oh yeah. We'll the see. thing is, it's two good defenses. I know, but the thing is, last time it was this low it was the Rutgers game, and that was electric to have the over. That was, <laughs> I, dude, my nipples were hard. Who? Uh, I I wonder if, like, would Iowa score or in the next Iowa basketball game will they hit the over on the Iowa Wisconsin score before or after the under twelve timeout? Ooh, that would be like a like would they so would the two teams in the Iowa yeah. whoever Iowa plays next I don't know probably Southern or something like that would they will they score thirty four points by the time that they hit the under twelve? I mean, I would imagine that what would be a good play? bet. I don't know if that's a thing you can bet, but like if you could bet in the four minute TV timeout increments, that would be kind of interesting. Live bet them. They played North Carolina A and T. Oh, shout out to J.R. Smith. Yeah, I think we played those guys last year. 
I can't remember though. It'd probably be better if JR could play basketball, but unfortunately not. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think the football game is going to be a terrible football game. I'm already predicting that. Like, it's going to be one of the worst games of the year. I would say that's probably a safe assumption. At least it's basketball season, though, so we don't have to even worry about football anymore. Who's uh, who's Iowa State got this weekend? Oklahoma State, who is like basically had their entire team decimated by injuries. Yeah. Yeah. They just got killed, didn't they? Like 50 to zero or something? uh, They lost to uh, Kansas State last week, either 38 to – I think it was 40, 48 to nothing. Yeah. And then they lost to Kansas like 38 to seven or something like that. I mean, yeah, they're, they're down bad, down way bad. Uh, Mike Gundy's son might have to start a quarterback. Oh, they, Kansas state. That was a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Or his name yeah. is, his name's Gunner Gundy. Is that, is there a better quarterback name on the planet than Gunner Gundy? Um, I think that might be up there. I don't know who else there is that would have a better name. General Booty. I mean, he's obviously in the in that category, but yeah, I don't know. I think that's that's top. That's top. Top two, not, top. not two. For sure. All right, man. We'll uh, we'll talk to you next week. We'll talk more basketball. Wait, can, did uh, did anybody bring up the controversy with Jim Beheim on their first game? Did you watch Syracuse open their season? <sighs> What do you mean the controversy? What well, I just you want I I wanted to make sure that ESPN is covering the important <laughs> stories like we are. <laughs> Dude, you know how funny that'd be. I I won them through their fucking live stream game. I doubt it was on TV. And the first thing they say, "Welcome to Syracuse men's basketball first game of the season." By the way, Coach Beheim did kill someone. <laughs> We're not letting him off the hook. We're not letting him off the hook. Don't ever forget. forget. Nobody forget. All right, we'll talk to you guys again next week. Peace. Iowa everywhere.